The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We're going to start with some concerns being raised about the planned listing of some COVID-19 restrictions starting on Monday. The Strategic COVID-19 Pandemic Committee of the Edmonton Zone Medical Staff Association has written a letter to the Health Minister saying the four-phase planned stage reduction strategy announced by Alberta Health, I think it was last Friday, is of serious concern and even more so with the variants that have arrived in the province, the lack of vaccine and lack of enforcement. The letter is signed by Alberta's former Chief Medical Officer of Health, Dr. James Talbot, and Dr. Noel Gibney, the co-chairs of the Edmonton Zone Medical Zone's Strategic COVID-19 Pandemic Committee. Dr. Gibney is also Professor Emeritus in the Department of Critical Care Medicine at the University of Alberta. He joins us now. Dr. Gibney, welcome back to the show. Uh, Thanks very much, uh, Jalen. Pleased to be here. All right, I want to start with this, and uh, in this letter, you start off by thanking Albertans for seeing, for bending that curve. Um, Your thoughts on what's happened uh, in the province over the past six weeks when it comes to hospital reductions and getting the case numbers down? I think that we've done very well, Jalen. We were down from uh, well into the uh, 1300s down to anywhere variably day by day between three and 500 a day. And it's likely that we'll actually continue to uh, decrease the number of new admissions for a while. And I also hope that we'll start to see the hospitalizations coming down and the ICU admissions coming down. They tend to take longer just because these patients are so sick and it takes time for them to move through the hospital and get home. We are seeing those numbers come down, but it would be nice to see those numbers come down. But we know as those numbers come down, more things are going to be opening up, Dr. Gibney, based on uh, the province and its new really relaunch strategy. And there's concern, there's concern uh, among members of uh, the staff association about that. One of the concerns is the emergence of the uh, B117 variant, the one that was identified in the UK and B1351, which was first identified in South Africa. Um, we've heard, what was it yesterday, I think 68 confirmed cases in Alberta. Uh, possibly, it sounds like, some community transmission. What are your thoughts on what you're seeing with those numbers and the potential of community transmission? Jillian, I, I really wish we didn't have any of these variants here. Uh, they behave very differently in terms of their transmissibility to the previous regular strain of, of, of COVID. They're about 50% more transmissible uh, and also appear to have a higher uh, case fatality rate. And, and so there's a lot of concern about them. In, in other countries where these um, variants have been present, particularly in, in Europe, the uh, outbreaks that they've caused have been very rapid, very explosive. Um, so that, for example, in in the Netherlands, this variant replaced just about replaced the other, the the conventional one, over about six weeks. And in Ireland, it was in excess of 50% of all of the circulating strains within about two weeks. And and there was just a massive explosion in cases, hospitalizations, and ICU admissions as well as deaths. 
Dr. Gibney, given um, given the variants, given the lack of vaccine and what, what appears to be, you know, a very delayed timeline on, on getting that into the arms of uh, Albertans, um, the association believes the announced uh, staged reductions and restrictions is premature and risky. What do you believe should be happening at this time? Do you believe there should be any lifting of restrictions beginning on Monday as planned? Overall, Jillian, you know, we, 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 we're not overly concerned with the first phase in terms of one-on-one gyms. And I mean, we, we have some concerns with restaurants. Um, but I mean, again, you know, we can live with that. The, the, the problems come primarily with the next phases. Uh. The, the first issue is that the, the three weeks isn't actually long enough between phases because it takes four weeks before you, you, you get this strain into the community before you start to see the hospitalizations happening. And so this could very easily sneak up on us and then we can open up the next phase. And when you look at what's in the next phase, they're talking about banquet halls, community halls, conference centers. And, and those are the ones that in particular give us a concern. In other words, if you're opening a banquet hall, it's not for 10 people or 15, <laughs> right? It, it, it's yeah. for a very large number. And, and, and so all of these potential areas can be super spreading events. And so when you combine these new strains, particularly the, the B117 UK strain, with that kind of an opening, opening banquet halls, community halls, and conference centers, we could move very rapidly towards another surge. And, and in fact, th- this is something that the government has spoken about in, in, in detail. Dr. Mr. Shandro himself, uh, the minister, outlined uh, two weeks ago that we could end up with uh, 10,000 cases a day and 3,500 hospitalizations uh, by the end of March into April if the, uh, the, the, the new variant was to actually become the, the predominant strain. Wouldn't those numbers be, though, if it became the the predominant strain and we weren't following what we're already all doing right now? The the, the problem is, Jedin, that what we're doing right now won't contain this this new strain of the virus. Uh, Those predictions actually are if, if we actually keep doing the same things and this virus becomes the predominant strain. And that's what the the reason that we we would prefer not to go there is that the outbreak could even be worse than that, and we could find ourselves. We 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 talk about lockdowns. Alberta really hasn't had a lockdown compared with some other places. We've had restrictions, uh, but you've been able to go anywhere you want in in Italy and in other European countries. Or if you look at what happened in China, people were locked in their houses. In many European countries, there's a limit as to how far you can actually walk from your home. And there are roadblocks set up. And, And really, I would hope that we would never need to see that kind of true lockdown. Well, you know, I had a conversation earlier this week, late last week, uh, you know, there was um, some calls getting louder for COVID zero, which would be, um, you know, a pretty strict lockdown for uh, a number of weeks. That's not something, as you're saying, that that the uh, that the medical that the, the zone or that the association wants to see. So what can we do? 
what do you think we need to do right now? Push back these reopenings, give more time, more than that three-week time in between? Yeah, I, I think that the first thing to do would be to, okay, you know, we've we've committed as far as I can see to moving ahead with step one. And I, I would actually suggest that that may even be moved further than four weeks because the concept of, of banquet halls or, I mean, maybe leave the banquet halls, community halls and conference centres out of this, open retail a little bit more and perhaps uh, have further indoor easing of fitness and, and children's sport and performance. Mm but leave out those super-spreading potential areas for reopening. That would be my, my thought on this. And the other thing that's so important, and, and, I, and, and to give the government credit for this, they are indeed uh, now analysing the genomic uh, content of all of the strains so that potentially, if we do see these cases increasing, again, that's another warning that, that indeed we shouldn't progress any further possibly with these reopenings. You have suggested uh, in the in the letter that was sent to the health minister Tyler Shandro, and I think this is something that a lot of people would be like, yes, please. Um, you, you, it says. Um, that the stage reduction in restrictions should begin with relaxing restrictions that positively benefit physical, mental, emotional, and social health with low probability of transmission, things like safe contact with isolated uh, seniors, maybe even starting to see in-home visits with best friends, grandchildren, trusted neighbours. Um, you know, that right now, I think, Dr. Gibney, would go such a long way to helping um, the mental health of so many people in this province. Yeah, absolutely. M many people haven't seen their, their children or their grandchildren for months. And so a limited opening in that respect, I think, would, would offer so much in terms of psychological support to people to be able to get through the next period of time. Um, I mean, there's no question that if, as we look towards the future, if by the by the fall, hopefully we can get back to something approaching normal life. Um, but until then, and until everybody's vaccinated, we're going to be in, in, in this limbo of not knowing exactly what the future holds. So it would be really nice if we could have family visits uh, to a much greater extent. We have heard, though, that those social gatherings can become, you know, super spreaders. You know, you, you have concerns about other super spreaders. What about what about that? I mean, it, it is certainly a risk. And, and one way around it, we haven't put it in, in our, um, our letter, would be potentially a little bit like we're doing in the airports to be able to get a, a COVID test prior to visiting uh, your, your, your parents or your grandparents. And that way, at least, you know, if you're an asymptomatic spreader at that time or not. Because the real risk isn't that somebody is going to go coughing and hacking to visit their parents or grandparents, but that they'll go feeling well although in fact they, they, they're asymptomatic and spreading it and the, the COVID test would certainly uh, eliminate that possibility to a significant extent. Doctor, give me before I let you go, and I, I really appreciate your time this afternoon. Um, what, if you were to look into a crystal ball, what do you see for the next few months, uh, through spring into summer, for oh, the province of Alberta um, on this front? 
I mean, I think that the critical thing is that somehow or another we have to get vaccines. And I think whatever vaccines we can get over the next couple of months with this this variant present, give it to those people at risk, particularly the elderly in, in care homes. And then I think we're just going to have to, to, to knuckle down, get through what will probably be a third wave in late March, April. And then I think as the weather gets better and people move outside, we'll probably see a significant waning of this. And certainly as the vaccines come and get out there, at the end of the day, the vaccines are going to be the critical part of this to enable us to get back to some form of normal living. And in that respect, I certainly would encourage all Albertans to get vaccinated so that we can indeed get on and live the rest of our lives in a more normal way. The, the, the challenge is that it's probably going to be a bit like flu vaccine that we'll have mm. to get on a yearly basis because with these strains, we expect that they're going to change on a fairly frequent basis. Dr. Gibney, thank you so much for your time, your insights, your thoughts on this. I look forward to chatting with you again. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jillian. Bye-bye.